Welcome to episode 15 of CrystalCast, where we continue to get to know the people behind the business cards. The following recording is for intermediary use only, and the views expressed are of Jamie Pritchard alone. Today we have the pleasure of being joined by Jamie Pritchard, Head of Sales at Precise. Welcome. How you doing, Chris? You alright? Yeah, good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. Thanks for uh, letting me come on. No problem, pleasure to have you. Um, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you'll know the traditional Crystal Cast start. Can you tell us three surprising things about you? Yeah, this was the most uh, challenging thing that I was thinking about last night. So, um, uh, one of them, which actually links into how I got my job, who you can ask Roger Morris, is that I've represented Belgium at rugby between the ages of 12 and 16. Wow. So, Belgian national. As a Welshman, it's uh, because I went to school over there, basically. So uh, it's like county standard, but it's a good opening for that. Certainly is interview. Um, I've jumped out of a plane for charity, fifteen thousand feet, um, and I absolutely hate heights. So was that two or just just one combined? <laughs> <laughs> it was just just the one, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, they gave me a parachute, so that was good. <laughs> and I was struggling to think of a third one. I nearly had one today because I did a workshop in um, Crossroads's place in the where Crossroads is made. But I thought that was a really poor one. But um, I have to put it over to my wife. My wife, so linked to me, but three surprising things was that uh, my wife was on Brookside, and she's a professional singer. So punching. Your words. Are <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, can you tell us what trends you're currently seeing in the industry? Yeah, I'm actually seeing, I think, you know, with the B words, um, they're a resilient market at the moment. We're seeing first time buyers rising. I think, lo and behold, George Osborne did get one thing right, and it was that he's seen a 20%, he wanted a 20% increase in first time buyers. He wanted to see a 20% decrease in accidental landlords. I'm actually seeing that happen. Yeah. Um, when it comes to professional landlords, we're still seeing a lot of refinance happening. I'm still finding quite a lot of purchasing happening as well. So I don't think if you interviewed the high street lenders, they would say the same all the time. But I'm seeing a very much a swing like we expected towards the specialist lenders mm-hmm. with um, precise mortgages getting a good share of what's happening out there with the landlords. So I'm seeing uh, trends of diversification of the portfolios as well through looking at different yields, HMOs, uh, multi-units, um, even into holiday lets. Obviously, the landlords need to understand how to use them as well. But also seeing a good swing of a diverse range of more brokers using bridging than okay. ever before. So rather than just normal bridging brokers, I'm seeing a lot more people using them. And again, through specialist distributors like yourselves, I think you're seeing more brokers come towards you that probably never yeah. would have thought about it before. Yeah. Which is great, because the education part, we've tried to make it become more familiar going forward. So, yeah... Um, Overall, I'm, I'm, I'm still very positive. You know me as an optimistic person. I'm very yeah. optimistic about what the market's doing. One of the recent trends and one that Precise have been quite vocal about is limited company landlords. Yes. How has that gone for you? Well, very well. You know, actually, you know, like I, I am, I always like talking about the whole market. So even if we have a look at a few years ago, there was hardly any lenders doing limited company. Yeah. And the swing towards over 20 lenders now that are doing it just shows the supply and demand and the changes that uh, the tax changes have had on, 
you know, structure of ownership. It's not the right structure of ownership for all, and we talk about the business plan. But yeah, we're seeing a big swing towards landlords wanting to buy in that structure of ownership. I think then we got to have a look at what type of limited companies they want to buy in. So it's gone past now just SPV lending. There's different types of lending out there that's suitable to the customer circumstances, and that's where lots of lenders will offer different things. I'm still very much an advocate of SPV lending for a multitude of reasons linked to that business plan. If you buy in a case and a property within a trading limited company, you're mixing two business plans really together there, aren't you? So your electrical wholesalers and that... Which one are you going to get rid of first? The electrical wholesalers? If your business plan is to own those buy-to-lets into your retirement, do you really want to own the electrical wholesalers as well? So I'm a massive advocate on actually keeping those things separate. But there's, I know, lenders that will help with that. So to answer your question, yeah, limited company is something that I've been talking about for the last three years probably, yeah. <laughs> four years. And Precise have always been advocates of education. And yeah. again, something that I know you personally put a lot of time and effort into as well. What do you think that adds to your business? Education is everything. Education is absolutely everything. It's something that um, spend a lot of time on with my team. I manage direct reports, 15 guys, and I've taken them through training each year. This year's theme has been on what I call touch point training. So rather than just presentation training, it's been about any touch point they have with the customer, i.e. the broker. Mm-hmm. So from emails right through to phone calls, proactive, um, we're making sure that they're getting that correct. Um, and I love seeing the team reach their full potential, and that comes through different education. They actually educate me a lot, you know, on how to do things, um, and I help them. So a lot of our team meetings we have, I do internal podcasts that train up on different areas so they can listen to them in the car. So everyone knows I like to speak a lot, as so this podcast is <laughs> hearing. Um, they can hear my dulcet tones on that. Um, team meetings are all shaped around education, just to try and get much better solutions for the customers. But education goes two ways as well, so we're continually being educated by our customer, the broker as well, by yourselves, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, I hated it when I was a mortgage consultant and I had BDMs come in to me with just rate cards. Yeah. You know, I had a system that did that called Trigold. And I wanted to have solutions that could help out the clients that I had in front of me that I was maybe losing through the door. Stuff that you're still reaping the rewards as as specialist distributors. Mm-hmm. I think that education is extremely important. So that circle of education, I say, coming back, helps us develop new products, new processes that goes backwards. So, as I said, education is everything. With the recent merger with OSB, uh, so the combined lender is now almost doubled in size according to the latest UK finance figures. Do you think that will change anything at Precise? Well, um, yeah, expected question. It's, as the recent announcement um, confirmed, it's two lenders. It's absolutely two lenders. It's Kent Reliance and Precise Mortgages. You know, also with the other brands, with Interbay and Prestige, uh, Heritable Life. Um, so, you know, there's no change for the broker market, and that's exactly where it wants to be. Mm-hmm. It's bigger, better, stronger. It's business as usual for brokers out there, but it's very good to be part of the OSB group. And personally, you've been in the financial services industry now nearly 20 years. You don't look it, but <laughs> that was what was on your LinkedIn post. Um, what still gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, that seems long. <laughs> Flattery will get you nowhere in this place. Um, well, I, t- I tell you what, get me out of bed. So everyone is well known that I don't sleep much. Yeah, so five hours a night maximum and I'm usually done. So I'm absolutely mad busy and I love being busy. Um, so that's what gets me out of bed because 
I'm always feeling like, you know, I'm driven by my dad. My dad was one of the hardest working people I ever known. So I always want to aspire to be half the man that he was and as good as that, yeah, as emotional as that sounds, but it's not. You know, and he's driven me. And in my 30s, having children myself has just made me want to do better, better, better. I have goals. I've got personal goals. I've got the goals of my team. I absolutely adore, you know, getting the most out of my team. So goal setting is really important. That's what really strives me out of bed. Um, as cheesy as that sounds and then the day to day I actually just wrote it down yesterday so the day to day management of the team presenting designing training recording those podcasts travelling speaking to clients meetings helping with new processes and the emails lots and lots of emails yeah that's enough to get anyone out of bed yeah. good job you only need five hours sleep based on all that <laughs> yeah it is yeah and, and during that period then what would you say is your proudest professional achievement today um the things I love is actually when you asked a moment ago about precise being known as educators because um, that was something that Roger and I agreed to early doors when I joined five you know nearly six years ago that's something I watched him do a workshop mm-hmm. really early you know in the first month which um, which great you know it was, it was alright but anyone that knows me um, I said it could have been better in my sort of no-nonsense way and, you know, no swear words for podcasts, but I did say it was something to him. Um, and we set out that day to just continually say, right, let's concentrate on education. And the buy-to-let changes then made us something that we could hang our hats on and yeah. do that. And I suppose that was um, my proudest achievement, if you had to m- put that education into one moment, would have been when Mortgage Strategy gave us Best Buy-to-Let Lender and actually they announced that it was because of the continuous education that we've been doing, not just for ourselves, but the whole market to help brokers and clients achieve their goals. That was the moment when we said, yeah, we weren't that one. But personally, what's my proudest achievement? Any time I actually see one of my BDMs on something that we've been developing together, smash a presentation. So watching them do that gives me the most joy. Where do you think the industry will be in a year's time? If you could look into a crystal ball. Crystal ball? Get, get the branding back in there. <laughs> right there, that was good I like that yeah so in my uh, crystal specialist finance ball right so um, where do I think it would be we're unclear aren't we with the political landscape where we're yeah. going to be in probably one minute less let alone one year but um, I'm optimistic as I said earlier in the podcast I'm really optimistic people still need to live in homes yeah they still want to buy a home or they still need to rent a home and the last time I checked on the 300,000 homes a year target, we're not meeting that goal. So there's an absolute need for more houses and people needing to live in them. So what do I see? I actually see just a diversification of where the lending is going to go. I see maybe, we've already seen, unfortunately, some lenders disappearing. Will we see more of that? I don't know. Potentially we could see that going. Hope it doesn't, but we may see that. I see a lot of the market going towards more towards specialist lending. You know, it's quite hard to look at the CML figures and actually dictate and see what specialist lending is and how much the market is. But, you know, some are saying out there it's over 36 billion. But actually, it's quite immeasurable because what do you actually say and filter as specialist lending? Is it self-employed? Is it adverse criteria? Is it bridging? Is it second charge? Is it loads of different areas? I think we can see how important specialist lending is and will continue to be in one year's time because um, a lot of the high street lenders are doing some specialist lending criteria now, aren't they? And coming towards our way. They're seeing how specialist we are. So I still see if consumer confidence is still high, 
then houses will still be sold, mortgages will still be needed, bridging finance will still be there. I think going back to education, I think we'll see more education and more brokers needing to use specialist lenders. Technology will play a massive part. Maybe not in just one year, but in five years' time, how that can be adopted by companies. So technology, I still see us writing a lot of business. I still see crystal in business. I still see precise mortgages in business. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting year. There were some recent news stories that were publicised about lenders going direct to borrowers and maybe better servicing the borrower that way. Have you got any thoughts on that? Well, good question, because precise mortgages, we're an intermediary-only lender. So intermediary-only lender, and we're here... Um, as I said, to help our main customer, which is the broker. Mm-hmm. So absolutely no plans to go direct to consumer. And I don't think we can at this point in time, how, how we're set up. What I mean by that is that I've seen a lot of the, them going direct to the end consumer, you know, with product transfers potentially. And I think the broker's got to ask themselves how much of their business and how much of their income they need to earn is then put onto product transfers and that business that they could lose where they're getting cut out. Mm -hmm. But just because they originated that deal doesn't mean that the lender is going to keep it with them. Um, Which is interesting because a lot of the websites can go direct. The technology that I talked about can cut out. The money supermarket deals that some of the lenders have gone and engineered can cut out the broker. But then it got me thinking about, you know, and we can have a look at how Amazon could cut out and how all these other platforms and technology could actually make the process easier for those vanilla type of customers, I suppose, and the vanilla vanilla kind of um, deals. Um, But if I had a look at what we talked about earlier, where it's a trading limited company that needs an intercompany loan into an SPV, that needs to, a PG's explained with independent legal advice, I haven't found an algorithm that can do that. And I definitely need brokers to be good enough with their customers to help them educate on that so no I can see specialist lending staying with the broker it was interesting earlier you touched on on technology as well and that being a, a growing area of the market yeah. we've spent a lot of time and money um, investigating various different types of tech and how that can fit within the business yeah and it seems to work well there are things out there that seem to work really well with that vanilla space yeah um as you say, when it becomes more specialist, be that customer requirements or product types or whatever it is, that's where it seems to struggle a bit more. Yeah. So we've we've had a number of different avenues, we have a number of different plans on tech. Um, some are working and we're developing through. Others we've looked at and said, we'll park that. The t- the tech's not yet where it is. No. Robo advice, for example, haven't yet seen good robo advice work. Um, for a vanilla customer, it can do data capture and it can suggest products based on there. But you still need that person, that specialist, in order to be able to say, to provide that advice, that's yeah. where you should be going. I don't think we should be so blindsided to think that cust- that a customer won't cut out the broker. No. You know, in the sense of, will they, you know, with their biggest ever purchase, rely on a computer system to help them out? I think that the millennials will. You know, there is some that like and live on their phones, and we have to be accustomed that that could happen. Remortgage deals, product transfers. Yeah. But... No, I have not seen an algorithm that can get that right yet. You know, where's Ask Jeeves these days? Yeah, <laughs> everything evolves. Not all yeah. technology is correct, yeah. uh, not all works. But I think if it's embraced, I think it can really help out the end-to-end process. So, can we help out everything from the dip process to everything for where we're finding the property? Correct. I think in the middle, there's still advice. 
There's some technology that could be helped out with every lender to, slim, um, to streamline the process. Could there be something that helps out with the conveyancing process that makes that more streamlined? Yeah. Technology should be embraced, but the right technology should be embraced. And I suppose everyone's got to find out whether that's a signed document process, whether that's actually like um, some of the lenders out there use where it's ID&V software. There is some really good stuff there, but again... If I was doing a specialist lending case at the moment, I would want proper good advice. Yeah. So the, the tech we're currently focusing on is enablers. Yeah. How can we get that application process done quickly? How can we do the fact find more efficiently for the yes. customer? How can we collect documents quicker? Yeah. Um, so it's more around that side rather than let's make an end-to-end system that can take you know, hi, Mr. Smith, to there's the money in your bank account. Yeah, you know, and it, 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 that's that's exactly where it is. It's to make everything quicker. I always talk about right first time. So yes. you know, that's where we always talk about where my BDMs could help. So take away technology. Have you talked through the case? Most of the declines that I see are generally where the case has been put in and no conversations happened. There's an assumption that it fits. Yeah, and that's actually doubling up the amount of time that you have to spend on that case then because you have to go and resubmit it maybe with a new lender or correctly back with the lender precise and actually I always think of that as um, you've halved your prop fee even though you've got the right amount you know you've, yeah. you've doubled up your time on that case so you know software like uh, Knowledge Bank or just a good specialist distributors who know how lenders work will get that working right first time so anything that can enable the process and make it more streamlined I'm a massive advocate of Excellent so what's next for Jamie Pritchard? Um that's a struggling question. I think you know. I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm. Here's. Here's going to be uh, the oxymoron. I'm. I'm extremely, extremely ambitious, and extremely happy where I am. I. I'm loving seeing what's happening with Precise. I'm loving seeing where my team evolves. Um, specialist lending is so interesting because I think if I was with a high street lender like I've been in the past, I'd be bored by now. Every day is an exciting challenge. Every day is something different. Mm-hmm. The market is never stopping still, so that actually keeps you interested. Um, so what's next? Watch this space. Certainly exciting times, especially with the OSB merger as well. Yeah, everything seems to be teeing up nicely. Yeah, they're a fantastic team. Yeah, they're a fantastic team, and um, I'm loving, loving working with them. So it's really good. Excellent. And you can only do one. So if you could make one change to the industry, what would it be and why? The obvious choice would have been something towards buy to let, but I quite, I think I'm quite happy leaving that alone and seeing what's happening with that at the moment. My major one that jumps out is to move housing out of the political sphere okay. and make it independent. Um, housing is a longer term plan than, get this, nine housing ministers in 10 years. Nine housing ministers that want to run housing in a slightly different way or a majorly different way. It's not conducive to a functional embedded building process. Um, we've got 300,000 uh, house a year home building target. But is it all about that? It's, housing shouldn't be used as an election tool. Absolutely not. This is people's lives where they need to live, good stock. Is it ecological homes that need to be built? Is it more affordable homes, more focus on land stock, ability to buy new and second-hand properties and last-time buyer options? I think all of that should be taken out of the political landscape. It's really interesting, especially when you look at a development project that can take 18 months, two years, three years to see to fruition. If we've had 
nine housing ministers in 10 years. Yeah. So you could start building with one and then the political landscape changes two or three times before you've actually finished. Yeah. And you've committed, you know, anything up to a couple of million pounds into a development scheme. Well, you can have a race, can't you? You can see, what do I have more of? Toilets in my house or housing ministers at the same time as my house is built? You know, which one's going to win the race? Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. That's brilliant. Well, thank you for that. Really interesting topics covered there. Hopefully the brokers listening will have learned something as well. Thank you. Thank no, you thanks for having us on. Cheers, Chris. Thank you. To hear the rest of the series and be notified first of future episodes, hit subscribe. And to discuss any of the topics covered in today's Crystal Cast or any other specialist finance requirements, call us on 01827 301070 or visit our website at www.crystalsf.com. Thank you to today's guests and as always, thank you for listening.